Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Today it is the 18th of April, 2022, and we have a weekend full of Nationals baseball to talk about. The Nationals dropped three of four games against the Pittsburgh Pirates this weekend on the road in Pittsburgh. We'll have a full breakdown of how it went down and then look ahead in the Nationals schedule to see what they have on tap this week. We think they'll play the first game of their series against the Diamondbacks tonight. If you're on the East Coast, you know that there is some weather right now in some parts of the East Coast, so we'll see if the Nationals do, in fact, get that series underway, but we'll have a preview of that as well. Today's show is brought to you by BetOnline and BetOnline.net. You guys can go to BetOnline today. Uh, When you do, you guys will find the best collection of odds, news, scores, all those kinds of things. So bet online and betonline.net. All right, let's get to it. A weekend full of Nationals baseball to break down as the Nationals are now 11 games in to their 2022 campaign. You are locked on Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, once again, everybody, Josh Neighbors here, Locked On Nationals podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You all can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, uh, Usually we do on these, and I'll finally do these now. We're 10 games in, is I'll set the scene for where the Nationals are in the division right now. So the Nationals at this moment in time are four and seven, four wins, seven losses. Uh, They have lost back-to-back games. They're four and six in their last 10. They have a minus 16 run differential, and they are currently last place nationally East. The Phillies are four and six. The Marlins are four and five. The Braves are five and six, and the New York Mets are seven and Three and they have a two and a half game lead in the division already on the Atlanta Braves. They have a three and a half game lead right now on the Washington Nationals. The Nationals this weekend, uh, they play the Pittsburgh Pirates, who got themselves a five and four. So, congrats to the Pirates. Uh, and so, the Nationals lost three of four. We'll go in reverse order as we normally do to break down these games and note there were some encouraging signs despite the fact the Nationals did lose uh, three of four. But once again, this season is not about contending or competing. I was actually doing an interview the other day. Um, it was on, a, was on a podcast and had a Nationals – or it was on a podcast and a Nationals fan asked me, said, hey, you know, if, if the Nationals are in the hunt or around, you know, still pretty good near the deadline, will they make a move? And the answer is probably not, right? This is a team that right now is just trying to find – what works for them, uh, and what they can take into seasons moving forward that works, you know, once they want to contend again. But the good news yesterday, have to say, Patrick Corbin, five and a third, three hits, two runs, both earned, three walks, four Ks, 92 pitches, 
against the Pirates. It was a 5-3 to three win for Pittsburgh. The Nationals went up 3-0 in the second inning and uh, did not score after that. But the good news was Patrick Corbin was not always in control, uh, you know, the three walks as well. But he gave the Nationals a chance to win. And that is something that's very important that we feel like Patrick Corbin has not necessarily been doing uh, as of late. His first start of the year against the Mets was four innings, two runs, five hits, two walks for uh, four Ks. And that one was 76 pitches. So really not a large sample size, but four innings, two runs. It's not, not awful. It's not great. Um, the second start of the year for Patrick Corbin, that was a disaster. Two and two thirds, nine hits, six runs, all earned, three walks, three Ks, 83 pitches in a 16 to four loss against the, uh, against the Atlanta Braves. You go back to this five to three game for the Nationals. Look, when he left the game, the Nationals, you know, they were they were in a spot where they were winning, and then Aranjo clears out the inning, and you know they they go to the uh, go to the sixth with a lead. So you know you you can't be too uh, upset about that performance. I'd have to say, but it, it needs to be more consistent, right? This this needs to be something that he does more often, and, and then also by extension takes this kind of performance deeper into games. That is where they have to be. Now, the one thing that's interesting on the Pittsburgh side, we did see former Nationals pitcher Will Crow this weekend, two and two-thirds, two hits, no runs, uh, one walk and a K. And he has been coming out of the Pirates' uh, bullpen and has done pretty well for himself uh, so far this year. He's worked nine and two-thirds innings. He surrendered three hits. He's walked four. He struck out ten. And no runs allowed for Will Crow at this time. You'll remember Will Crow was involved in the trade where the Nationals acquired Josh Bell. So if Will Crow does well, good for him. I still love the fact the Nationals got Josh Bell in that trade. Where the Nationals run into trouble in this game? Well, Steve Ciszek, Steve Ciszek really did uh, – he did struggle there in that seventh inning. That's when the Pirates were able to grab that lead in the seventh. Um, it was a wild pitch that allowed uh, um, someone to score and then a single as well. And then Doolittle came in and he got a fielder's choice, which uh, scored a run, but really, no, he got a ground ball. So it's actually it – was, it was not a big deal. Doolittle, you're not going to really fault him for giving up. Uh, you know, that, that run goes to C-Shack. And Andres Machado closed out the game. Yeah, I mean, the, the big problem here is the Nationals, you know, no sustained offense in this game. They get eight hits, uh, score three runs. Michael Franco commits three errors in this game, which were costly errors as well. And so as nice as a success has been for him at the dish so far, uh, Franco hitting 275 on the year. You know, the three errors, man, I mean, that's an absolutely abysmal game for Franco, and that's just something that can't happen. And this is why we've talked about Carter Keeboom when he comes back. Look, no matter how well Michael Franco plays, unless he's at playing some ridiculous all-star level, it needs to be Carter Keeboom who gets the reins to third base. There can be no conversation about that. So a 5-3 loss in the final game yesterday in a game of the Nationals, Really could have held on him, but didn't. 
We'll get to the rest of the games here in one second. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by uh, Bet Online. You guys can find all the odds that you'll want for anything. They've got baseball, basketball, football, USFL going on right now, NFL draft odds, college football futures, NASCAR, F1. Uh, you know, I'm sure they got Xfinity series on there as well. UFC, boxing, both had events this weekend. Bellator MMA had an event this weekend. You can bet on all of that stuff at BetOnline and BetOnline.net. They've got, uh, you know, playoffs, esports, and more. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, the kind of, uh, you know, one of the middle games of this series, a 6-4 to four loss for the Nationals. Uh, in this one, in another case where the offense didn't really show up for much of the game. They scored one in the second, they scored one in the fifth, and two in the ninth to try to push things, but really nothing happened there um, towards the end. They were three for ten with runners in scoring position, which is not it's not the worst thing in the world. That that was in the Sunday game, uh, I mean. Two for 11 here. Cruz was 0 for 1. Escobar was actually 1 for 2. Hernandez 0 for 2. Bell 1 for 1. No shock. Robles 0 for 2. Ruiz 0 for 3. They left 11 men on base in this game. Josh Rogers, four and a third, six hits, three runs, all earned, two walks, two Ks. Not a great start, but for Josh Rogers, you know, it's it, it feels like there's no blowups, right? It wasn't a complete and total blowup in 76 pitches for Josh Rogers and Steve Seischek, I thought, showed up. In the second game of this series, Aranya worked a clean inning. Kyle Finnegan, who's gotten touched up some uh, this year so far, comes in and he got touched up as well. I'm actually not – you guys know me. I'm a Kyle Finnegan guy. I'm actually not too concerned about Kyle Finnegan, but this is a game where uh, Juan Soto homers uh, in this game to make it 2-2, and then Chavis singles to right in the fifth to make it 3-2. In the eighth, that was the, you know where the game was close – but then you get a Castillo single, a uh, fielder's choice with an error that ends up scoring um, two more runs as well. Josh Bell drove in a run in the ninth, as did uh, Ruiz, uh, K. Barrett Ruiz. So that made it six to four. But the Nationals would score no more and came up short. And that's what you're noticing across the weekend. These offensive numbers, four, seven, four, and three. I mean, just for a team that's pitching is not very good. The offensive output is not there for them right now uh, across the board. That bottom part of the lineup, man, is really struggle, whether it's Lane Thomas, Alcides Escobar, Victor Robles. I mean, these are guys who are just not pulling their weight right now at the bottom of the lineup. K-Bert Ruiz has been cold since his very hot beginning, and you saw that across the board. Now, the second game of the series, that was a little bit of a of a, of a different story in this game, Eric Fetty gave them five very strong innings. I thought four hits, two runs to uh, both earn two walks, six K's on 96 pitches. So he's off to a good start this year. He's one and oh now on the season. He's got a three, six, zero ERA. Doolittle was strong. Both actually worked a, a pair of clean innings and Paulo Espino worked a clean inning as well in the end in terms of run score. That's usually what I, what I mean when I say, um, clean innings. Um, five for 14 with runners in scoring position. So a lot better in this game. This was Nelson Cruz, probably best game as a national so far. Goes two for four, drives in three runs. Josh Bell, another two for four, drives in three runs. This guy is just hitting at an insane clip. 
Soto, really good game, two for three in this one. Uh, you know, and two hits also for Cesar Hernandez, but you're going to see the cutoff here. Two hits for the first hitter, two hits for your two-hole hitter, two hits for your third hitter, two hits for your four-spot hitter. So eight hits from the first four guys in the lineup. Back end only gets you two. Uh, Yadiel Hernandez, one for three, and Lane Thomas, one for four. But Escobar, 0 for Franco, 0 for Robles does not get a hit. Ruiz does not get a hit either. They are not hitting one through nine. That in the front part of the offense, luckily for them, those guys showed up in this uh, second game of the series to make things happen. So, you know, that's just an overview of what happened. Let's get back to Eric Fetty real quickly. Um, you know, Dave Martinez was talked about how this is like what they need from him. This is, they need this and kind of extending it out. And I mentioned that with Patrick Corbin too. Like this is, this is time for Fetty to begin to um, continue this kind of pitching right now. 29 years old. This is kind of it for him, right? With the Nationals. Uh, I'm going to check spot track, but I believe um, for him, this is the last, uh, coming out of the last year of arbitration for uh, Fetty double checking on these things. Oh, again, two more years of arbitration. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, until 25. If you forget, you know, he didn't make it to the majors until a little bit later. So they got him under control for a while. But in terms of a of a player like when do we see it from Eric Fetty, this is the year. Because the guy's been around, you know, he's been around for a bit now. And he's 29 years old. And he's about to hit what I consider to be his pitching prime. And so I think it's really important for him. Uh, you know, if, if he wants a job, not just, I think he'd get a job somewhere else. I, I think, I think if Eric Fetty, you know, wanted to pitch somewhere else, he'd get an opportunity to, but this is, is, this is his now what sixth year in the majors. Uh, you know, he's kind of had a spotty amount. I mean, 15 innings and 17, 50 in a third and 18. Uh, and, and so, you know, this is, uh, this is a guy that 29 years old, still like relatively young as a pitcher, but about to hit that prime. And these are starts that are quality, you know, in our my opinion, they're very good starts. They're put in the Nationals' position to wins, uh, to win games. The Nationals have won both games that he has started in so far this season. So encouraging signs from Eric Fetty. Let's see if we can extend him out. You think about that Arizona start he had last year, where he was just brilliant across the board. They need to get that back. They need that Eric Fetty, you know, at least part of him as they move forward, and then. We get to the first game of the series, which this one did not go particularly well for the Nationals either. They got off to a really nice start, and we've been saying this a lot. Because the Nationals offense will jump on teams. That first inning, they scored three runs and honestly could have scored more. I think they still had the bases loaded with an out. Um, but Ruiz singles to deep center, Yadiel Hernandez singles to right. And so they got to a point where it's all right, you know, you're in a good spot. But by the third inning, that lead was gone. And they were down five to three. And so the pitching's got to be better, but also their offense needs to sustain itself more. You score three in the first, one in the fifth, and you're not to be heard from the rest of the way. Three, four, 11 with runners in scoring position. And, you know, there's a big difference between four for 15 and three, for, uh, four, uh, excuse me, five for 14 and, and uh, three for 11, right? I mean, I mean, those are, you know, two big hits with runners in scoring position mean more runs, it means closer games. The Nationals have to do that more, and Adon got absolutely crushed in this game. Four and two thirds, six hits, all uh, six runs, excuse me, nine hits, all earned, three walks, five Ks, two home runs, surrendered. Patrick Murphy and Andres Machado 
weren't much better. Aranio and Hunter Harvey did get guys uh, out a little bit. So that, you know, there's some encouraging signs, but in a game where they kind of got to JT Brubaker, this was not a performance, uh, you know, all the way through where you're, you're happy with the nationals offense. It kind of just stopped once Brubaker left the game, they're not able to get much more offense. Banda gets them out. Contreras and Fletcher get them out uh, as well. And so, yeah, this is kind of the big spot. And look, the, the thing that the Pirates did better was they put themselves in more position to score runs this weekend. Four for 16 in this game. Once again, not excellent, but you're just giving yourself so many opportunities to drive in runs and then also capitalizing on that as well. But you got to look across the board, you know, even though that 9-4 loss – what is going well for the Nats right now? What is happening for them uh, that we're liking to see? I think Cesar Hernandez has been like pretty average, uh, to be honest, and I think that's kind of what you pay for. Nelson Cruz hasn't been great, but Josh Bell just has continued to hit so well. 40 ABs so far, 14 hits. He's hitting 350 with a 469 on base right now. He's driven in 10 runs, and he's hit two home runs as well. So he's kind of giving you that complete package right now is Josh Bell. Um, 273 against lefties and 379 against righties. 273 is nothing to scoff at. Actually, you take that Josh Bell generally, like as a general performance, you would take that. But Josh Bell is 379 against the righties, which have been a predominant amount of the guys that he's seen. He's 11 for 29 with eight runs driven in and two homers against right-handed pitching. That's what we call wearing people out. So that's going well. I think one Soto's numbers will continue to improve. Nelson Cruz to be is the guy in the front part of the lineup. They have to get going. I wouldn't be shocked if the back part of the lineup doesn't keep doing well. Um, you know, I think somebody's going to have to emerge eventually. But there's just not a lot of good guys in the back of that lineup. I know I mentioned earlier in the year that look, if, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot for this offense to be that good. They got to have some guys. You know, if, if some guys played at an average major major league level, hitting wise in the back and fielding wise with Michael Franco, the Nats would be like, their offense would be much better. I actually wouldn't be complaining too much about their offense going quiet. Now the front part is guilty of it too, but they just need some guys to like be average in the back. They, they, they just need Alcides Escobar to be average a couple more games. Robles, good God, finally snapped his streak, but they just need him to be like below average, a little bit below average. He's downright awful at the plate right now. So they've got to figure that out uh, in the back of their lineup. One more quick word from our sponsors, and we'll take a look at what's coming up for the Nationals. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to Built.com today. That's Built.com. Use the promo code uh, uh, LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at Built.com today. Plenty of flavors. If you like chocolate, I guarantee this is the protein bar for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They've got mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, just to name a few of those flavors. Once again, go to built.com today. That's built.com, promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, LOCK15, for 15% off at built.com today. All right, what's coming up for the Nationals? Good news, they've got the Diamondbacks. Uh, well, we hope it's good news. The Diamondbacks are coming to Nationals Park uh, for a four-game series. That's good news. The bad news, you're getting San Francisco after that, but um, the Nationals are now beginning what is a 10-game homestand. They'll be home from April 18th all the way through April 28th before they hit the road for a West Coast swing that will take them away for nine games. So 
four games coming up. The good news is we've got four starters like penciled in. We know he's going to be starting the next four games to Nationals. It'll be Gray versus Bumgarner, Adone versus Kelly, Fetty versus Davies, and Rogers versus Gallon. All of these games, uh, except for the final one, 705. So 705 Monday, 705 Tuesday, 705 Wednesday, and then 405 on Thursday. So that's what we're looking at with these games. We'll preview the San Francisco series as that comes up later this week. So bad news, the Nationals lost three this weekend. The good news, Arizona's coming to town. The good news, Josh Bell's hitting well. And the good news, Eric Fetty, man, really solid. The good news, Patrick Corbin, pretty solid too. Uh, But the losses are are starting to pile up just a little bit here early on in the season. We'll see if the Nationals can stop the bleeding against the D-backs. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. You guys can follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Uh, You guys can find the show wherever you guys find your podcast and on YouTube as well. Till next time, my friends, as always, stay safe.